Welcome back to another Retronomapod, where we talk about pop culture from the past, present, and future. As never before, I am your host, Rick, and this is a very special episode because it is just kind of a solo mission. But in this case, I do have a special guest, our first-time repeater, who's been on the podcast twice, twice, and this will be a third time as a solo effort just between him and I, because... Toby was busy with some stuff, so we're throwing this out just kind of as a special thing. And so we've got Drew. Hello, everybody. Uh-huh. Uh, so I kind of brought him on as a thing. is just kind of be like, hey, what would you want to talk about? And what did Drew say? Whore. Because he doesn't like whore movies. Oh, I love filthy whores. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's what we're going to do in this little special episode um, we're just going to kind of chat about our history with horror and do some fun stuff. But to start us the way that we always do, with kind of a weird question of the week of sorts. And in this case, there was history of a Hellraiser video game that was supposed to come out in the 1990s for like Nintendo or something. Uh, I think it was the NES. Yeah. I want to believe it. But it never quite it popped off. Just never made it. So we thought, would a Hellraiser make a good, like, modern video game as we know it now? I think it'd be, I think it'd be an interesting game. But you, you know, the graphics and everything they have now from back in the 90s, I think it'd be 10 times better than what it would be back then to now. Yeah, you could go <coughs> totally batshit crazy with it. Oh, yeah, it'd be great. Um, would you do, like, the Jason the 13th or Dead by Daylight where it's like, you got one person trying to survive, or would you just... How how would you frame the game? I guess if I would do it, it'd be more of a first-person... You're Hellraiser, of course. Oh. Or Pinhead. Yeah. And you kind of just go around on missions. Hmm. To find your box, maybe. You know, something something unique where... At the end of it, that's when you bring out the Cenobites and... Interesting. What would you think of, like, playing somebody who somehow got stuck in the puzzle box and trying to escape this hellscape where all the Cenobites, like, oh, you got Pinhead, but you also got, like, Chomper. Yeah. I, I the girl one. That. I don't know. Yeah. It, I guess it'd be, it'd probably play a lot like uh, The Suffering, in a way. Oh, the Suffering. And where you're kind of escaping the prison or jail or wherever you're at. Before you completely <coughs> lose your mind. Exactly. And just succumb to it. Interesting. I think that'd be a cool... I think it'd be a cool game, especially with the graphics nowadays. They can go back shit crazy with the Clyde Barker oh, weirdness. Of course. <laughs> All that body horror, like, yeah. hooks that, tearing flesh. Take that torture porn type of stuff going on. You're like, whoa, what the fuck? Yeah, no kidding. Um, yeah, so um, let's do, I thought it'd be, well, let's do, let's do the who would win. We we both brought a person. We did. And I think they're pretty mismatched. So I'm not sure exactly. This might be a quick one. Or maybe, surprisingly, maybe somebody will pull it out. But I brought Ash Ashley Williams from Army of Darkness and Evil Dead. And, of course, I brought to the table Hannibal Lecter from <laughs> Sand to the Lamb series. <coughs> Which is such a... An odd bunch. That's It's like... But I think Ash would probably win that one, but... It's like a, um, 
They couldn't be opposite horror. Like one's kind of campy horror, and the other's like psychological thriller horror. Like, exactly. And so to have those two like come up against each other, it'd be like Hector would have to like. I mean, he's definitely smarter than Ashley. Yeah. And so I think if he were to like lure him some way, sort of like years ago, there was a uh, a Craigslist article for a German guy who wanted to either have himself eaten or to eat somebody. Right. And he'd have to do something like that to lure him in and then maybe sedate him. Something like that. Other than that, like, if we have to throw on, like, fist-to-fist battle. Yeah. And we'll enter one have a chance. <laughs> Poor Anthony Hopkins would be like, please, stop, I'm old. <laughs> then you get the boom face. The, the boomstick. Yeah, because he's got the... Whether he has his hand or not with the... the the chainsaw, it's like, yeah, you know, he's still just kind of rough and tumble. Yeah. I don't know. Man, I could, it's just one of those weird toss-ups. It's, it's, it's kind of like Batman. If you give him enough lead time to have a plan against him, he'd probably come out on, uh, uh, Hannibal would probably come out on top. Oh, yeah. But if, but if it's just a one-on-one punching, yeah, Hannibal Lecter wouldn't have a chance, I guess. Hannibal Lecter would chops get his get his he'd get eaten now <laughs> he would what <laughs> what if he bit at his nub like a, like bash forgets that he doesn't have a hand on that hand and punches him with his nub and then Lecter just <laughs> jim carrey style cheese it away huh? maybe maybe, maybe. Hey. i mean if bash didn't have no weapons and maybe hannibal Lecter would go out for the win on that one yeah but it's hard to say. Yeah. It's, I think it's all planning for him, and but most likely this is like a dropped in a warehouse, have at it. Yeah. And in that case, Ashley, whether if he has all of his accoutrement, would be. It's funny because somebody made a video game. It never got released, but it was just kind of a fan-made game that where you could pick like all these different characters from different movies. So you could play as like Pumpkinhead. Versus, like, the reanimator. Mm-hmm. It's like a Mortal Kombat clone. So they go after each other. But it's like famous faces. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, Like, unlockable characters could be the killer clown from Outer Space. Versus go, uh, Ghostface from Scream. So, like, our big Halloween episode we did, where we had, like, a list of, like, serial slasher killers right. and all that. It was like, in the end, it was like Hellraiser 1, only because, like... I don't know, he can torment people, and he's otherworldly, so it was really kind of unfair. <laughs> he is, like, I guess, more than least, like, like powerful. Yeah. What he is, from yeah. a human source, like. Yeah. He can manhandle you and. Gains power from people's suffering. Yeah, do whatever Stop he please. Stop crying, that's perfectly good suffering. <laughs> good movie, though. God, that guy's so old. Yeah, they're going to reboot it, which is going to be weird. Especially if they've replaced Doug Bradley to uh, get somebody new as Pinhead, which is reasonable. I mean, he's been doing it since the 80s. And, and they're doing it with everybody else. Like, yeah. You got Candyman coming out that's not the original guy. Yeah. But he's in the movie. I think How's he makes he an going? appearance. I like when they do that. I, I think it's fun to pull in, like the character or at the very least the actors to kind of 
have a role in it. Maybe nothing like so significant, but enough to be like, hey, that's cool. You brought him on board. Just to be like, you've got my, you know. Oh, of course, like they did that with uh, the remake of Evil Dead. Ash was in it. He was the gas station attendant. Right. He was the guy who's don't go out there. Yeah. So, you know, it's, I wish they would have done that, you know, with like uh, Friday the 13th. Mm-hmm. Maybe had Kane Hodder or somebody, one of the other. Yeah. People Kane Hodder's kind of the only one that's got the face for it. You know, like, he's the guy who's like, oh, that Kane Hodder is Jason. Oh, Whereas, yeah. like, the other guys, you'd be hard pressed to be like, wait, what did, what did you do? Right. You know what I'm saying? And then, like, Robert England is. Uh, Fred, Freddy Cooper. I mean, like, I wish he was in the remake. Just to kind of put that comical relief in the movie. Yeah. But... I mean, they made him a pedophile in that movie. I don't know if I'm a big fan of that. <laughs> that movie... I think I prefer the Friday the 13th remake over the Nightmare on Elm Street remake. But for me, like... Yeah, I mean, was it a... Re- it was almost a shot-for-shot clone, though. You know, yeah. except they just went a little more creepier with it. Right. And then, like, how they did the guy's makeup in front of the, uh, yeah, Nightmare on Elm Street, like, it was, it was too much of a burn victim. Yeah. Like, I understand, like, that's what he was, but I think how Robert England played it off, it was, like, just perfect. Like, there was no, there was no meaning to Raymond. There was no, what's the word I'm looking for, um, excuse to make a remake. Like, there, there was no reason why. You should have. I mean, yeah, no, but, I mean... It's where it's just how Hollywood works. They're like, we got a hit, we need to keep pumping these out. Oh. And I mean, that's why we've got thirteen Friday the Thirteenths. And, oh, and look at Texas Chainsaw Master, another one that's a kind of yeah drag on. Same with a- and then they rebooted that to the new beginning, and then kind of started doing that again. So after a while, you're just kind of like, yeah. like I love movie, you know, I love scary movies, I love all that. But after a while, it just comes more uh, competitive. Or repetitive. Repetitive, yeah. Or just like actually, like, how many more can you push that until it loses the interest in that character? Yeah. I mean, that's the key to it, right? Is trying to keep the soul of what made the original so good and why it's such a franchise is trying to keep what makes that what it is. Like, the Child's Play remake kind of lost the soul of it, but then you look at, like, Evil Dead remake where you're like, oh, they did something different. But they were able to keep it dark. Yeah. And it was dark. And and it was even more so than the original, which was like, that's kind of what you have to do. You have to take the franchise and make it your own, but still pay homage to what's come before. It's kind of like the remake of um, The Blair Witch Project. I really liked it. Yeah. Not a lot of people did. I didn't want it. I enjoyed it. It was better than The Book of Souls, The Blair Witch Project 2. That was such a wacky. That was like a money grab, I feel like. Yeah. the Blair Witch name kind of died off, and they're like, "Oh no, we got to bring it back! Like we gotta, we gotta keep going with it." And it's like, after all, you're like, "No," because like, the whole point of the Blair Witch is, you know, it's a curse of the forest, not yeah, yeah, not yeah, something yeah. else than what it was. Yeah, they were trying to make it like this weird psychological, freaking funhouse thing in number yeah. two, and it just didn't work. But I don't know. Um, what is the first? horror movie you can think of when you think like of your childhood what's the one that's like i think that's i think that's the first one i'd have to say alien alien i'd have to say so like 1979's alien because there's something about that movie that always kind of draws me in like even if it's on tv like i Mm. have to stop and sit and watch it like even though i've seen it 20 million times before yeah 
when it's on, like, I'm like, that's so fucking there it is, like, and then, like, when they first introduced the Xenomorph, and you're like, what the fuck, yeah. like, that's what I want. Yeah. That's what I need in my life. It's, yeah, that movie's wild. It, it just took the sci-fi genre, added some horror to it, and really made it, like, space is scary, yo, because at the time, like, all those kind of sci-fi things were, like... Oh, you had Star Wars. Oh, you've got to escape this desolate future and this yeah. and that. But they're like, oh, yeah? Well, how about this? Aliens are fucked. <laughs> like, you know, at that time we had, you know, Star Wars. Yeah. And then, you know, Star Trek. Yeah. Where it's more like a battle. Mm-hmm. And sort of, like, they showed the creatures, but they didn't show, like, how aggressive those creatures really are. Yeah. And I think that's what Ridley Scott, like, brought to the table. Was like, he's like, I want a movie like this. But also, I want to look at H.R. Geiger's work and use that. That that alone is like, if anybody's ever checked out his, what is it called, the Necronomicon? Yeah. Yeah. Ah, and those book books, is... you're like, holy crap, it really is. Like, you look at all that stuff, and then he goes and make this original creature just for Ridley Scott to be like, oh, you needed somebody. You want something <laughs> scary. I've got <laughs> scary for you. But like, his artwork... And I, one thing I love about H.R. Geiger's artwork is how he uses metal and flesh. Mm. He combines the two. Yeah. So no matter what photo you look at of his or art or chair or piece of furniture, there's mm. always mechanical and flesh that's combined. Yeah. And that's what makes it so, like, yeah. kind of creepy. That's true, because, like, the aliens have those, like, almost like... like um exhaust pipes yeah. of sorts coming out like of their, their back. Vents. Yeah. yeah. Where it's like, that's how they're so stealthy because all the noise comes out and steam vents <laughs> or some shit, whatever it is. And then, like, if you look really closely in the original Alien, where his, like, cap is, mm. where his, where the, like, top of his head is, mm. if you look really closely, you can see a skull face inside of it. Really? Yeah. Is that the actor or is that purposely no, that's, that's built in? that's supposed to be there. That's wild. Like a human or not yeah, a human. No, it's a human. Is it it looks like a human skull. So, so like, oh, there's eye sockets, and, like, you can see, the, like, the bridge of the nose. Huh. And that that comes from, like, Prometheus, right? Like, how they evolved kind of from these beings. Well, even before, like, they had no idea that that was even, like, that's something that H.R. Geiger threw on. I was like, this needs to stay. Really? So it wasn't even, like, because really, Scott, he's gone, you know, he's gone yeah, back. No, and no, this was doing before. The, uh, preach trilogy or whatever you want this to call is it. all before prometheus covenant huh that's wild so you think that kind of inspired really scott to go back and be like this is why they look the way they did i think so hmm. and because that if franchise and because so if good. you think about it xenomorph exactly in its name it, it evolves into whatever it takes uh, as a host yeah so oh yeah, because yeah, yeah. the xenomorph in that first one took a host of a human of course, there's going to be the human. Or that weird. The human. Uh, yeah. What's the word I'm looking for? Like, uh, features as yeah. a human. Yeah. It's like in 3 when we had the dog alien. Or the ox alien. Depending on what version of Alien 3 you watched. And, you know, it was running on all fours. And it had the dog-like features and was very dog-like with the running and everything. Interesting. I mean, that does make it a very cool creature why it's able to adapt and why it is so deadly. Oh, yeah. That if it gets onto a planet, it can kind of just take on those characteristics to survive better in that whatever world. It, whatever yeah. it's hosted. That's is. wild. 
What a xenomorph turns into. I mean, that thing's so weird because you've got like the face hugger, then you got the chest burster, and then you got the crazy eggs. Like, there's so much part of those, especially the first two, because th- those two are really the ones that are like, here's what it is almost, where it's like the freaking egg and the. Oh, yeah. And the, just the design of everything is almost all just slimy and organic. Kind of like gothic. Feeling. Yeah. Very, like, dark. And something that I loved about Ridley Scott with the first Alien movie is how he did the lighting. Mm-hmm. And certain parts in that movie, the lighting is just like... I think that's what even makes it more creepier. Yeah. The it's tail the coming down oh, from yeah. the... And just seeing the tail go up as the person's like... What? Right. And then, <laughs> of course, Alien was another one that I just remember... Wandering. Wasn't um, that original chestburster scene with um, John Hurt? Wasn't that like a surprise for the cat? Wasn't that one of those like they had no idea what was oh, supposed yeah. to happen? They just said react yeah. more or less. Where they're like he's gonna have something happen to him, but and only no... he and like the director knew that oh some shit's gonna happen. They Could had you no imagine idea. Imagine that. So like the scares that you see in that movie, that first take, that scares of everybody's reaction is true. Like. That's even what makes it even more great. Is like, that's that's a feeling. Like that's the real feeling. That's not a play. That's not, you know, that's not. And what them a killer acting. effect because it's all on camera. They don't ever like cut away and like do this. It's all just right, the whole time. The thing is coming out, and it's oh, like yeah. they shy away from it. They like it's like watching a childbirth where they're like, we're gonna zoom in tight and sh-. like it just. And he's there and he's reacting and everybody else is reacting. And they're like, what the heck did we do? I don't know. And then it just scampers off. Yeah, and it runs away. <sighs> and then within three hours, it grows into a full-size xenomorph. They just grow that fast. Yep. And if they feed, it's quicker. Oh, yeah. How do they become a queen, or is there only one queen? Uh, you'd have to find the queen face hugger. So it goes face hugger, impregnates a person. That person... Has a xenomorph. Gets the chest no, burst. chest burst into a xenomorph. And then a xenomorph. And but then if you remember... And so Alien 3 is another example. It's... Alien series when they per- introduced the queen face hugger, because Ripley gives birth to the queen alien at the end. So the queen put a egg inside the jump, mm-hmm. whatever shuttle that'd be. Yeah, because when she's jumping, when she's jumping out to the lava, yeah. her clone or whatever, and jumps and out. And the queen. Like, That's wild. Do you think three was a misstep in the? I love three. I love all the aliens. Like, that's my problem. Is I love them all. If you were to tell an alien story in that universe, do you have an idea of what you'd do? Or? If I had, like, my... I think three would be different in my book than what the movie was like. If I had to make my own movie. Because, you know, if you read the book and all that, it's a lot different than the movie. Yeah. And I wish they kind of went off what the book was. Was it placed in a prison as well or is it it was it was but then like uh hicks was still alive mm. newt was still alive bishop was still i know alive. newt newt's always one that comes up where people are like that's the story we want to we want to watch the journey of newt now yeah and i've heard rumors that that's kind of what they want to do is almost like not discontinue the third one but kind of has like a parallel like universe where it's like we're gonna follow newt and see what happens yeah and with that kid I felt like Newt was just one of those characters that they threw and, like, you know, got everybody's attention. Mm-hmm. But then killed, you know, in the first 30 minutes of the third one. You know what I mean? It was yeah. very, like, oh, well, there goes that character. Hmm. 
Um, boy, that has to be. Could you imagine like movies up till that time? I, I guess you got like Clockwork Orange and stuff like that. That is pretty like in your face, Rosemary's Baby and that kind of stuff. That like, but like there's every so often those movies that are just like holy fuck. You know, that just hits you. Like, Hereditary, I watched that, oh. you know, a few years back when it came out. And that's the kind of movie that just, like, it, like, leeches to you and just sticks with you and makes you think about it for a while. Especially that second <sighs> part in the movie, like, where she gets fucking decapitated by the fucking that, pole. And you're that, like, that's the Whoa, whole, oh like, my God. <laughs> from then, from that, and, like, the things that happen after that is, like, you got the one lady doing a woodpecker to the ceiling, and you're like, "Yeah, Whoa. you just go." And, and that's like early in the movie. Oh yeah, it's not like that's like that's like the third act. act where we're wrapping things up. No, that's like you got to know these characters. You kind of thought the girl was annoying a bit, but you're still like, eh, "It's just a kid. She's, you know, oh, yeah. she's got quirks." And then you're like, "Whoa, fuck!" Then they, <laughs> then when they show her head on the side of the road, you're like, "What the yeah, fuck?" And it just and and. I hear Midsummer or Midsummer. Have you seen that oh, one? Oh, I own it. I like it. I hear that one's the same yeah. way, and it's done by the same director. Where he makes these movies that are just like, not outright scary, but like psychological to the point that they just hold your soul in a weird spot for a while. Oh, yes. One of his like first movies is uh, something called uh, "There's Something Wrong with the Johnsons." Hmm. And like, I try to watch it, but it's it's a hard one to watch. Like, the son is like obsessed with the dad, oh. and like makes him give. That son makes gives him favors, like, <laughs> and you're like, wait a minute, like, this movie is supposed to be, like, you know, with a name like that. You're like, oh, it's gonna be like a happy, somewhat happy movie. Then this happens, you're like, mm. oh my god. <laughs> but that's, I mean, that's kind of the nice thing about the horror genre is that it's so expansive that it does cover like you can have light-hearted fare that is meant for kids, like Monster House. Oh yeah, where there are elements of that where you're like, this is kind of. Wow, this is pretty like, ooh. right? And then you got like super fucked up shit, like you know, a Serbian film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, Just the stuff the that's shit. like, it's a step above a snuff film, <laughs> you know. And yeah. that's kind of where they hang out at. And it's like this giant iceberg. Yeah. Of, like you know, there's the top levels, but when you start getting to the dark levels, that's like when snuff films are coming through, and you're like, well, like. I'm gonna go back up a few notches. Like, yeah, you're like, okay, I've seen, I've seen my limit. Now we're gonna back it up. Like a lot of people point at Human Centipede, and to me that just makes me laugh because it is just, it, it it for that 2000 in the 2000 that was such a huge thing with the gore stuff. Where oh, like, yeah. how far can we push this to make audience go, wow, that's just fucked, right? And that's where it got with Human Centipede, where it was like, this is the ultimate. It, it was kind of the same with uh, House of a Thousand Corpses. Yeah, where that kind like, of really kicked it off. You know, or the, helped. You're watching it, but then they got into some parts where you're like, huh, he just turned that guy into a fish. <laughs> exactly. Wow. But I don't know. It's pretty wild. Like, you, you, you go back and you watch some of the still old stuff, like, you know, Universal Monsters. As, oh, the Golden Age. You know, and, and you watch that stuff and you kind of can see, like, oh, there's some real shit in these. Like, like just, yeah, they're dated and all that, but like you got to figure back in the thirties. That was terrifying. And forties, like them doing those effects with what they thought worked was yeah. like crazy. And then they come to find out that like, oh, this wasn't good for them because the prosthetic was like actually causing cancers oh, and yeah. crazy shit, or giving that you know like. But it's just you look at it; it's like that's iconic stuff, and that's you know where I think a lot of people kind of start their journey, 
maybe some. We we were fortunate that we had parents that were like totally into horror movies, and so they didn't shy away from like. Oh, no, I mean, maybe may I can't say they didn't shy away. Maybe they're just like, well, I'm watching this, so if you're gonna watch it, you're gonna watch it. You know, well, there's like a lot of Stephen King movies always oh, on, yeah, like yeah. you know, Misery or The Shining. They can't. The Stanley Kubrick Shining of course. Like, yeah, yeah. Maximum Overdrive, stuff like that. Where it's like, <laughs> where it's movies like that where you can watch. You know, like Rick said, like, your parents are like, okay, if you want to watch it, then sit down, like. Yeah. But then, if you don't, like, leave the room, because I'm watching this. <laughs> and as a kid, you do that thing. You do that thing where you'd either just, like, sit there and, like, have a blanket over you. Oh, God, no. Yeah. And cover your head and be like, that That makes it okay. By then, the trauma has already happened. Or, or, like, you watch it from, like, around the corner. And just, like, or uh, over the chair. <laughs> you're like, oh, everything. You're like, I need to have a shield between me and. The TV. <laughs> <laughs> just need the space and then you get older and like you know being fortunate to have like a, a vcr and a, a, a tv in my room oh, yeah. then and pirated tapes being what they were for us like you'd pop those in and be like oh god what am i watching or, oh, or go from like some comedy into a horror back into a comedy and you're like who curated this wow that was great this is, I think I need to sit down and watch another one. Yeah, this wild stuff. I'm gonna go from big to child's play to, you know, something lighthearted like and then, twins. And you're like, oh, I'm a dark house. Oh, why not? Let's yeah, watch why it. not? <laughs> what is this about? Oh, this is hilarious. And then you go back and you watch the first two, and you're like, oh, they're so good, but at the same time, so badly shot. <sighs> you're like, oh man, they're so hard to watch, but oh, they're so good. You can appreciate the like independent filmmaker, like oh yeah, and he's even like. Sam Raimi's come out and, like, talked a lot about, like, yeah, I put them through hell. Yeah. And I purposely put Bruce Campbell through a lot more hell than everybody else. <laughs> right. That's just fucked up. But, like, <laughs> it works on film. That kind of torturing your artist to get the best, best performance. I'm guessing Bruce Campbell didn't mind because he came back for a second and third one. So. Second, third, and then... And then Ash versus so. Like, he loves that character, and everybody knows him as kind of Ash. So, like, and that, that always, is where it is. That will always be his character. No doubt. And no matter what, that will always be his, again, like, back to, like, um, you know, Freddy Cougar. Like, Robert England will always be yeah. Freddy Cougar. Do like, you, no matter what. Would you rather, like, superheroes are kind of the big thing right now. Would you rather be known for, like, like a hatchet style, lower budget, but like strong, like a strong fan base, or would you rather be known for like a bigger role? Where would your heart? Would you? I don't know. Oh, I'd want low budget. Yeah. Oh yeah. The grittier the better. And Especially just, when it comes to superheroes, like or super villains, whatever you prefer. Like that's how, in my book, that's how it should be. Like honestly, you should show them at their at their darkest. You know what I mean? Like, show them how they were raised. Like, you see them so much on TV and movies where the character is such a happy human character. Mm -hmm. But it, I guarantee if you turn that movie into, like, a rated R film and just a, you know, low budget, you could actually bring out what that character is actually really about. Like, what the real uprising was. Like, how they actually got, like, you know, bullied. Like, they don't show any of that. They don't show superheroes or supervillains in the beginning of how they got their start. Right. And I think that's actually changing, like with Joker and Deadpool to a lesser extent of like showing like R rated superhero movies work. And if, oh, yeah. if you get the right people behind it, it works really well. Right. Like, 
I would love to see like a nitty gritty Batman brought down. Superman's harder to do just because he his like his whole thing is just being this like Boy Scout and like doing what's oh, right God. no matter what. Yeah. Having these God powers but still being humble. Where it'd be interesting to see some of these like or hell, even I, I, I still want to see like an Arkham Asylum. What what's the comic book where he get is it just Arkham Asylum yeah. that he gets stuck in there? And he just fights his way out, more yeah. or less. Like, I would love to see that and have him go through the stages of, like, oh, shit, here's where Penguin took over. Oh, no, here's Riddler or even Scarecrow. better, Scarecrow, right. which is by far, like, one of the cooler the villains one. that he has because he can manipulate and make hallucinations. Oh, like, yeah. for those who haven't played those Batman games. Or even, or even give me, like, a Frank Miller-style Batman. Yeah. Where he's just beat. Yeah. I'm like, he's done with it physically. And emotionally, but he knows like he still has to do it. Yeah. Like he knows like if I don't if I stop doing it then uh Arkham or Gotham will get taken yeah. over. Yeah. And it's not good. Like, and and there's really good comics out there that have those like stakes where and there's a few of them. Long Halloween's one, um Oh the last night on Earth is Yeah, where he's basically pushed to his limits. But he has to do it to be able to go. I gotta stop all these people yeah, because nobody going. else is able to, which is pretty wild. So of course, like you know, that's the Batman that I want. Like, and honestly, like a lot of people get bitten half by falling a lot of grief for it. But I felt like he was a good beaten down bat, just kind of grizzled. You know, he's he's like I don't want to do this. Like, it gets in like Batman versus Superman. Honestly, is like he's starting to brand people. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. That's what I want. Like, because I when know. they get sent to sit jail, they're like, oh, they get fucked with. Yeah. Because it's like, oh, shit. I want, I want them to be branded, you know? I want them to... I love Batman when he's at his darkest. Yeah. It'd be cool for them to do, like, a real hard R Batman. Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, I feel like that's what the Robert Pattinson almost feels like that's what it's going to try to do. Right. You know, is be that psychological thriller Batman instead of, like, I punch you in your face, you know, <laughs> yeah. that we've seen time and time again, which, you know, it's the fun part of Batman. There's so many aspects, but we're getting off of, yeah, well, like, we, we got like, away from, sorry, that was my fault. I always we bring it back to rant. Super Bowl uh, or su- superheroes. Um, let's steer this thing back. Let me think. You're wearing Strangers. Great movie. Fantastic movie. For those who haven't seen it, it's a home invasion movie that came out in the late 2000s. Yeah, and there's two of them. Yeah. I haven't seen the second. I love the second one. First one's better still? Oh, yeah. yeah. Of course. It's got Liv Tyler in it. What I like about that movie is that it does the thing that I really like in horror movies where it builds the tension. Oh, yeah. And they do it so well where it's like at first you're just like, oh, some <coughs> weird shit's happening. But then it ramps up and then it just keeps going. You're like, what is it? What is it going to get to? What's going to? What's the big crescendo? But then it. And it's like all the like, little knocks that you hear. And oh, all the noises where you're like, there's somebody in the house. Like. Yeah. You're like, what the fuck? Like, what is this? And it's kind of like the movie, You're Next. Mm-hmm. It's like that home invasion, but not to that well, because that one is yeah. all about money. Yeah. But it's still like, you know, somebody coming into the house. And and that's that seems like the hard part for those kind of movies, like The Purge. The original Purge oh, was like that where's a home invasion where it's like the circumstance. And now it is what it is, you know. They've taken it where it was logically going to go, but like... That first movie was like, 
super intimate, which is what a home invasion movie needs to. You build up like the family and, you know, you get to know those characters. And then like once the shit starts going down and the the bad guys, for lack of a better word, start ooh, testing the security right. and, oh, can we get in? And then they get in and then it's like, oh, what does the family do? Especially when you throw a kid in there and you're really like, oh, leave the kid alone. Did you ever see the movie Hush? Hush. No. It's another like home invasion type, but the girl is deaf. Deaf. And so, like, yeah. of course, like you can't hear what's going on at that point. And, like, that's somebody like could that... break in, and you'd you'd have no idea. Is it like "Don't Breathe," where she, where she fucks them up? No. Well, yeah, kind of. Yeah, I guess. It, yeah. Because "Don't Breathe" was like that, where they broke into the blind dude's home. That... <laughs> I love that movie. Great movie. But holy fuck! Like. Where that goes, you're like, huh. And then they made a second one, and they're like trying to make him look like the good guy. Yeah, and it's then like, like, what he did at the end of that movie. <laughs> you guys not remember what he was doing? Yeah. Like, yeah, it sucks that he got his house broken into. But, but like, he's kind of impregnating too, women is... with a turkey baser. <laughs> oh, good lord. Yeah, oh, so visceral, too. You're just, and I'm like, you're making him like the good guy in the second one. You're like, how does that yeah, work? Yeah, like he's some weird blind vigilante. It's like, I mean, good luck. I, 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 We got to check it out for sure. I mean, if you haven't seen the first one, you go right into the second one. You're like, this guy's this a guy's badass. Great. And then you'll go watch the first one and be like, wait, Ooh, wait a minute. What did they do? <laughs> I love horror so much because it is so expensive with the genre because you've got like creature feature stuff. You've got big um, fucking monsters. big creatures. You've got tiny Slashers. creatures. You've got... I love the slasher. The slashes is where I think our heart lies initially, because that, that's the stuff with, like, Freddy, Child's Play, Friday the 13th. Oh, Halloween. All that yeah. stuff is just, like, so ingrained in us, because we were, you know, 80s, early 90s kids, and when Scream came around, I was like, oh, that's cool, because they're, you know, they're taking the genre, right. kind of turning it on its head, making it new, and, you I know, there's been other movies some... that have done that since then, but, like, it's always interesting to see when somebody comes along and takes a piece of the genre and, like, like, here's a Poltergeist movie, but here's a twist. You know, mm-hmm. I'm going to do found footage, which is really cool with the paranormal oh, activity yeah. stuff. And I still like those movies. All of them, I think, are really cool and creative, especially when they go back to, like, the 80s. Right. And rigging up, like, the old fucking camera to be on a swivel. <laughs> I think that's one movie, one reason why I liked uh, Sinister a lot. Sinister. Because they did, like, that found footage <sighs> when he was going through the tape and you watch the families get... Murders. The most creative deaths, because you're like, how in the world with the chainsaw cutting? Oh, the, 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 the lawnmower will always uh, be like the scariest jump scare out of that uh, movie. Yeah. <laughs> the swimming pool that just puts him in there, makes him. Oh my oh, god. And then the alligator like, that jumps up and grabs yeah, him. Yeah, that's right. Oh. Like, and number two was oh, that whole series is great. Like, I'd love another one. Yeah. If they can make another one, I'd be okay with that. Yeah. Boy, it's. But it, it's just so, like, expand, like there's just this, like, we're only touching on the tip of this iceberg, like you were saying. That's so big where it's like, we're, we're trying to touch on everything, but there's so much. And without just going, like, beat for beat and going through all the movies that have ever come out, it's like, it's just kind of like, here's the ones that we like. Here's the ones that pop out. And, you know, they usually wind up being the same ones that we talk about, but there's so much stuff that we've seen. It's such a... Like, so which one of your favorite stuff. horror movies that came out in the last... 10 years. I mean, I always go Cabin in the Woods, just be, and, and I, that came out in like 2010, so I guess it's a little older, but like, that one to me was so good, because it was, I don't know, it was just like, the, the, um, 
you know, you had all the roles. You had the jock. You had the... And I like the way that they did it in the beginning where they're all just friends. They all just hang out. Right. And then as soon as they get to the woods, shit changes. So one one becomes the alpha and one's kind of the doofus geek. And, like, they all take on a role. But then I love the aspect of, like, the other step of, like, oh, they have to appease these elder gods. Yeah. And they're all, like... Playing Russian roulette on how they, oh, whether they read the book or they grab the talisman or they open the box or yeah, and the it's basement. all these go in the basement. <laughs> it's the best nod to all all horror movies that there is because they touch on Japanese horror, the creature horror, like mermaids for oh, yeah. fuck's sake, like. And that's all that one guy wanted to see. One of the guys plays some bad mermaids. Yeah, like, he's like, oh, I just, I just want, want to see, see the mermaids. mermaids. Yeah, he always verts boats on him. Like, that's not good. Happened and then like he dies. Yeah, by it, he gets like, eaten by it. This fucking barrel <laughs> shoots it out of its fucking spit hole or, or blow hole or whatever the fuck it's called. And it's You're like, wow! In the blood. Look at that. You just you died by. You got your wish, pal. You died and by a man. Betting on it, and then at the end, I I would love to see another one, but that was one that wrapped itself up well. Where it's like, yeah, you don't need unless you one. like try to do a prequel on how it got started or some shit, but then. Then you, you know, might ruin it. Sometimes you just don't need to do a sequel. Just keep it as is. And I think that's the problem with modern societies that we're like, we want the familiar. We want the same. Oh, I saw something really cool that's original. Now I just want that over and over and over. And it's like, no, no, we don't need it. Like time and time again, we're showing like new shit, especially in the horror genre, because people do such creative, cool things with it. And I think that's another thing, like problem that happens is like, you know, Stanley Kubrick, you know, got a hold of The Shining. Yeah. He made it, like, unique. Yeah. He made it his. Yeah. And then, you know, of course, Stephen King didn't like that version. He doesn't like most movies that get created. So, then, like, when he made it, you're like, oh, yeah. It doesn't have the same feeling. (laughs) Well, what also didn't work for him is that he was kind of stuck having to do a TV movie. Yeah. You know, like. That's what a lot of his movies are. Like, you got Rose Red. That was one of those TV miniseries. I kind of miss those event miniseries oh, yeah. like that because remember how often we would go to like when we'd hear one like the original it oh. we would go over to jeff's house and they'd be watching it and we'd be playing doing god knows what and catching glimpses and be like oh no that guy's free you know right. like he's a clown and that's when i'm like oh, clown oh i identify with you in yeah. a weird way you're creepy <laughs> but kind of funny like oh one wrapped up package. another one that i liked a lot was a storm of the century storm of the century like, oh, that's such a good movie. Those event things that they did, Langoliers and Tommyknockers and some of those other ones where it was just like they put it on broadcast TV, but that also kind of hinders them because they can't go like the modern it where it's like here it is. Yeah. Which, you know, sometimes a little bit of restriction actually creates better art because they have to be more creative with their scares. They can't just be like... Blah, blah, blah. Right. Well, I think that's what the problem with uh, The Shining was. Like... Stanley Kubrick made his so, like, unique and mm-hmm. dark in a way. Mm-hmm. But then, like, when Stephen King made his, it was kind of, like, it was more family-friendly. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was like, ah, like... It's like, it's good. And we're good. so used to the Stanley Kubrick where, you know, you have Jack Nicholson trying to beat uh, his wife over the head with a yeah. baseball bat. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't know. It's funny, because, like, the one movie that he had he did direct by himself like that he legitly did was like maximum overdrive and he was on such a cocaine bender and oh, it yeah. shows in the movie that's also kind of the magic of that movie is that like it's so batshit like 
crazy to like, I don't know, contain this whole thing because it's like the rules are all over the place. We're like, well, why does that car move and that one doesn't? Why doesn't that electric fight him while that one doesn't? Why is the know? microwave not on but the turkey yeah. knife's on? <laughs> like, why wouldn't you just unplug it or just, I don't know, throw it in the goddamn sink? It's a turkey cutter. I think that movie would be great with te- nowadays technology because we're all so used to electrical. Could you imagine? Like, you have cars Teslas that fully electric. Tesla's destroying us. <laughs> like, it's not gas powered no more. It's electricity. They would unlock the hidden mode I that did. Elon Musk has put in there, which is basically the transformer mode, which basically makes it go from the Tesla car and... And then it is like an Autobot Decepticon. Right. I think one of my favorite movies that came out recently is Trick or Treat. Oh, yeah. That that movie, how he did that movie was mm-hmm. like, you know, every, there's what, three short stories? Or yeah. Four? I think three. it's, I think it's four. If you wrap it all together, the, because it yeah. all connects. It's like these mini stories and it's, it's an anthology as it is. But like he does the thing where it's just not like um, VHS where they're just like, here's a bunch of short films. Yeah. Or ABC. But like they wrap it all together where it all like oh, this connects to this, 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 and there's scenes where you'll see that character who you just watched kill somebody who has yet to kill somebody. Right. Or the old principal or teacher. Yeah. And, like, that whole thing before no, yeah, yeah, he yeah. does that. Yeah, the principal. <sighs> and then you got the bus driver that bus driver. got paid off to get rid of Ooh. the mentally disabled kids. <laughs> talk, talk about dark. Yeah. Like, that is dark, and now he's haunted by him, and now he is the pumpkin king because... He knows what Halloween brings. Oh, yeah. And, like, I love that whole concept. Like, even in the beginning when, like, when she's like, oh, I want to clean up. And he's like, no, you're supposed to leave it. Yeah. You know, it's bad luck if you clean up. And then, you know, she got hers by Sam, the best character. Yeah, and it and it covers, like, all the different, like, you've got vampires and werewolves in it. And you've got, like, zombies. just, yeah, zombies and, like. Just weird shit in it that you're like, huh? This town is weird, man. Then if you ever like notice in the background, like there's weird things that happen in the background, like when the kids are trick or treating when they go to that one like house party mm-hmm. with the lady, it's like a cat. Mm-hmm. But if you notice in the background, there's a goddamn fucking hot dog humping a rabbit or yeah, a yeah, dog, and yeah. you're like, wait a minute. <laughs> but that's what's so great about it. It's so vi- like the story is great and it's fun and the gore and it is great and fun, but like. The more you watch, the more you kind of see things that they just kind of put here and there and there. And look at the different pumpkins, and they're all different and oh, yeah. all very interesting. Well, you, it's so, wild. So I'm then, I don't know if you know this, but I'm going to throw something out there. Spoiler alert if anybody hasn't ever seen that damn movie. Which, how but, could uh, you not? The little kid that's looking through the peak holes, like when the girls are changing the yeah, werewolves, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's Sam. Is that, it that's really? That's the kid that plays Sam. The, the actor who plays yeah, him. Yeah. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. So, so instead of just having one role as, you know, <laughs> the little guy that's running around causing havoc on Halloween or watching havoc happen, he's actually, they, they kind of throw him in there as a regular character. And it's like, yeah, like that's cool because like, you can actually get to see who he is. <laughs> yeah. Huh. Then there's supposed to be like a whole other, they're supposed to make another trick-or-treat movie. He's working on it, yeah. But it's one of those ones that will probably get pushed back. I mean, he does that. Like, he he says, like, he'll come up on Twitter or whatever, any other socials, and just be like, I'm still working on the idea. I'm still fleshing out the story. But then he'll come out with Krampus. And you're like, which is great. 
Like, I love everything that he does. Let him keep doing his holiday horror. Like, it's great. And then something that's supposed to be at the end of Krampus is, like, um, you know, when he puts down the snow globe? Yeah. And kind of, like, pans out to yeah. all the other snow globes? What I heard was originally on one of the shelves, they're supposed to be Sam. Oh. How it kind of all eventually ties in. I'd be cool with that. What, you know, because it's just one giant universe. He's just going to make his own holiday horror version. So I'm like, you know, that'd have been cool if they, if they would have given a little nod to Sam. Because, you know, I think that was his first movie. Yeah, I think it so was like, the you know, first. Kind of like a little nod and have Sam sitting on a shelf. Like, and it wasn't supposed to be Sam. Sam, like a stuffed animal or a dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But that'd have been cool. Like, having Krampus have Sam. Why not? Heck, I want to see his version of the Easter Bunny. Oh, you yeah. Know? Like, For Thanksgiving, let's get real crazy. <laughs> Arbor Day, here we come. Like, <laughs> just see what he's able to do with, like, the freak showness of it all. But, um, yeah, I don't know. Like, there's so much we can cover. Like, we'll probably have to do another one of these where we'll just kind of bullshit and talk about, like, oh. movies that we love and stuff. But, like, what I think would be fun is if we build a movie. I'd be okay with that. Like, where would you... Where I want to say where would you place it, but that sounds weird. It's like, what kind of subgenre of horror would you want? Would you would you do it? In? If you this is your first kind of me me me, but you've got a little bit of money, so that's not really an issue. And like camera and all that stuff, it's just like, what's your story idea? I guess mine would just be one of those campy slasher movies, like yeah, because I I feel like that'd be the easiest to make. Would um, you? Do straight up slasher like Jason and and Michael Myers, or would you go more like Freddy or? I, uh, I guess Freddy. It's just so hard because there's so many different slasher movies. Yeah. Where it's like, you know, you got. I don't know if anybody else has seen the movie called Pieces. Pieces. Yeah, it's like on like a college campus. It's like 1976. I want to say maybe, maybe. Like this guy murders people with a chainsaw. It's weird. Of course. But it's like, like you got like that campy yeah. slasher movies, and then you got you know the ones like really high budget slasher movies, and you're like, I kind of like the low budget, like because it's really gritty. <laughs> Where would you have it take place? I mean, the slasher genre has literally been taking place at every location that you can think of. I'd be in an asylum. Asylum, of course. Interesting. So would you have? It'd be like an inmate. It'd be like a, an inmate that was never captured and he hid out in the basement of this asylum and <laughs> every year on Halloween they do like Halloween tours. Oh like that's a, interesting. Uh like ghost tours. They're like it's perfectly safe, little do they know. Yeah. That there's a suicidal maniac homicidal actually in there just tearing shit up. Yeah. Wanting to rip your face off. <laughs> <laughs> um But again I guess I'd kinda of go back to House on Haunted Hill because like the ghost Doctor was kind of like a slasher. Yeah. He was kind of knocking people off one by one, but that's a, that's a whole other story. That God, we, we haven't even touched on the Haunted Houses movies. Um, so slasher film taking place in the asylum. And it would be a patient that's doing it, oh, or yeah. would you do a no, twist? No, it'd, it'd be in a patient. Okay, so no twist there. Like one that like hid out in the basement when the asylum closed, and they didn't get all the patients. They just thought they got this kid, but he's, like, the one who's in a hole that was in a hole. Yeah, like, he was in the basement, because, like, he was, like, maximum security watched. And they but just... they're like, well, if we leave him down there, he'll die eventually, and he'll be part of this place. But wait or find out. He got out! He got out. Uh... And he's been surviving on rats. 
That's interesting. <laughs> oh, that's interesting. Would you have him escape and like terrorize the local town? No. Or would it just be solely? No, he is. Does he get caught in the end, or is it? Ooh. But was it the real violent but was Jay? It him? <laughs> that's right. But was it him? No. Uh, that's cool. I like that. Yeah, it'd just be something like that. It'd that's the thing. Like, like I could, I could ask you this question again, literally right now, and you'd be like, "Okay, here's my idea for a horror yeah, movie." Right. You know, like we could almost do like wouldn't have a remake of swamp thing what yeah. would your version of the toxic avenger be and of course you'd be like oh well obviously it's gonna be like more horrific Man, and more I'm body not... horror stuff and i missed that movie uh, they were doing a remake elijah wood's attached to do some shit in it which is wild to me it's, could you imagine elijah wood being toxic yeah, avenger like maybe as the nerdy guy yeah. first and then he gets dunked and then they becomes fucking somebody uh, big uh, uh, jason Momo <laughs> yeah. jason mimosa or whatever <laughs> Well, we could do that, you know, and and just put the prosthetics on. But like, I don't know. And then it's like, what happened to Swamp Thing? That's another like character. Like, I think he had a few comic books. Lots of the, comics. I don't see that. Maybe was a movie. They had a TV show back in the eighties. Yeah. They've done TV movies and maybe one like big movie. Like he's just one of those characters. Like even in horror and super villains, like. Just one of those characters. Like, He's just there. He doesn't it, get a love. <laughs> well, it's it's a weird one because it's a it's a little too like you got to treat the planet good. It's almost like Captain of the Planet, <laughs> and that's kind of what he came from. Almost the pollution happening to the planet, and he's like, "I'll save it because I'm a plant too, Wait, and I we, can feel." So Captain Planet really swamp thing. <gasps> you never see him at the same place nope. at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> when the kids call him, that's his like. That's his like. Oh, I gotta get hey, out of form. I gotta get out of this swamp. Yeah. Oh, thank God they finally called me. I'm getting a little. I'm getting a little undertow. Pretty. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. That's wild. Well, what would you do movie? If I were to do a movie, and I've been talking about, it, I'm I'm trying to get people involved because I've got a house and I want to do a home invasion movie because they just there's something about like. I don't know what it would be. And that, that's always the hardest part with those for me is like, you really have to have a solid ending. You can't just let it be like, oh, it was white people the whole time. You know, like, it's like, oh, goddamn uh, whitey. <laughs> or, or, or rich people, white, rich people, you know, you can't end with that because it's like, all right. You want it to be like, but why are they breaking into this house as opposed to that house or right. that house? There's like that movie Funny Games. Mm hmm. Where that's essentially, they're just two fucking knucklehead kids who break into this house because they're ass, they're rich you, assholes. You've seen that movie, right? Yeah. You know, like when, but that movie is like weird because like that one kid straight up gets shot with a shotgun, and his <laughs> friend rewinds that whole damn movie where he survives. Yeah. And you're like, it's super fourth wall breaky where they're minute. like. They're aware that they're in a movie, so they're able to take control, which is a very cool mechanic oh, yeah. if you have a villain that can essentially control time. Ooh, that'd, See, be, a that'd be a fucking tough movie to make, though. <laughs> You'd have to have that, like, you know, if FBI try to locate a serial killer with the strings and connects mm -hmm. there, but this is that one. Wait, how is he there in there? At how the is he place? there there? Oh, I know. He's got he's got a buddy. Yeah. Dun, dun, dun. Oh, but what uh, what is this buddy's deal? He's just. It's he's a good just... movie, but that that end part, I was like, did that just really happen? Did yeah. he just rewind the whole damn half of the movie to save his buddy? 
God, I love this. It genre. happens. Is there any other genre that's like, like you don't ha- you? I can guarantee these the fans of horror are more diehard, but also the nicest. Oh yeah. Like, they protect horror with a fever. Like, absolutely love it, but they're also like super. Like, no, no, no. Let me show you. Yeah. <laughs> yes, we need more of you. One see. of us. One <laughs> of us. Let me show you this movie. It might make you throw up. It'll be a good throw up. Yeah. Oh, you don't like it. horror movies? Let me show you one that you will like. I'll show you The Exorcist. I'll get you right into Ooh. it. That movie, for as old as it is, it still holds up. It is so wildly still holds up. Like, yeah, it shouldn't. And all logic dictates that it just shouldn't. But somehow that thing it just still holds looks... a grip, and you watch it, and it's it's like Hereditary. You know, we're just you're like, oh, I am scarred. It, it did its job. It holds up so well. Yeah. God. Like, with the character building, with everything. Oh, like, every final builds. act in that movie, you're like... You finally get to Regan, and you're man. like, holy fuck. I mean, she's just going through all this shit, and then, like, what's even worse is, like, you, you know, the movie's great, but, like, all the behind-the-scenes story of, like, the shit that the actors went through and the oh, deaths yeah. that happened on stage and all this other stuff, you're like... It's a surprise that movie even made it out, oh, let alone same, not killing everybody. It's the same thing with the poltergeist. Yeah. Oh, God. Like, the scene when they go through, I think, the pool. Yeah. Like, the skeletons. Yeah. <laughs> Those are real, real skeletons. Because they were like, this is what we got. It's like. Yeah, like, there wasn't no, oh, those are the fake ones in the back of the closet of Universal. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Those the, are real. <laughs> are, oh, this is just what we had. Oh, that is terrible. So that's even more creepy, like, knowing that. There's real peop- dead people on the set of that movie. I see dead people. <laughs> good Lord, there's so many good goddamn movies. And there's, like, sneaky ones. Like, Sixth Sense is a horror movie. Oh, yeah. But, like, it's so accessible to everybody. Or The Ring. It's I mean, that one's probably a little more clearly. You know, I like the mainstream horror stuff that gets people, like, into it. And then it's like, okay, now that you like The Sixth Sense, here's some other stuff. You, you step up. It's like, um, again, it's like a pyramid. You show somebody, like, if nobody's ever seen a scary movie in their life, like, you show them something like Ease. Again, like Sixth Sense. Or The Village. Yeah, to yeah. To kind of get their toes in the water. Something a little more like, okay, all right. That's, like, it's not terrifying, but it... But it is. It it makes you think, oh, wait a minute. Spooky. But then, you know, you put, their, put their big toe in first. And then you just kind of move up the... And you just... The uh, pyramid. <laughs> And you just let them go and watch them as they lose their mind. As they go watch something, they're like, I wasn't ready for this. What is this Again, under the skin? This is film, weird. That Serbian film, like, I I watched it, and I can never watch it again. It's like, I can appreciate, like, people creating art, but, like, sometimes you're just like, is it a movie at that point? No, I felt dirty watching that movie. <laughs> I haven't watched it yet, and like you keep saying stuff like that, and I'm like, if Drew is saying it, I felt that's dirty. almost a telltale sign that I have to watch it, but also no. Like when I watched it, I was like afterwards, I was like, I feel dirty. I feel like sick. Like it was good, but I feel sick. What <laughs> are those where you're like, it's good for one watch? Because yeah. by the time you've seen it once, you're like, I don't need to watch it again. Another movie that, like, I watched and I liked, but now, like, I can't find anyone on DVD because it's super expensive. It's a movie called Megan is Missing. Huh. Like, it's, like, one of these, like, two friends. One of the one of the girls gets abducted by the killer, and then her best friend's, like, trying to find her. 
Well, then, then she gets taken by the same killer. She gets tortured. And then she gets thrown in the barrel with her dead friend. Oh. And then buried in a shallow grave. And that's it. And that's when the movie stops. Oof. Oof. And they show Blake her friend, and you're like... The whole time she was right there, huh? Oh, she's in a barrel. Well, shit. And, of course, they, you know, <coughs> the people are like, yeah, I'll let you free, you know? And you're like, no, you won't. And then you pan out, and it turns out that barrel is actually at, like, a brewery that they're selling Ooh, to <laughs> fucking, uh, I don't know, one of these fucking tap houses. Independent. An independent uh, brewery where you're like, yeah. hey, come Come try my B- oh, IPA. Really it's Megan. It's a red ale. We call it Megan. <laughs> it's Megan. Oh, that's dark. Megan is a. Uh, Megan tastes funny. <laughs> <laughs> Megan does taste funny. Well, we could keep chatting. But, I mean. We wouldn't have to save it for a part two. We'll have to do a part two. And maybe next time we'll we'll come in with like more of a. Like a. Like a a list, maybe. Maybe we do a list of, like, okay. here's the ones that we, you know, or, or like, okay. our top five movies, and we'll just ch- chat about why yeah. these are so influential to us. That. Or, like, just movies that people need to see, or, hell, we don't even have to do that. If we do something together, we can come back and just talk about horror video games, or literally anything. Cause I'd, I'd be okay with the part two. This is great. Because the bad thing is, again, like we were saying, like, when it comes to this genre... There are so many movies that you know you could talk for twenty four hours about different di- different stages. Oh yeah. And horror. And originally, that's what we were going to do. We were going to start back all the way from like the first movies which came out before nineteen hundred, and we we're just going to go through the history. But then you look through it and you're like, oh, that's too much. That's a lot and of movies. And a lot movies. of those we haven't seen because they are like black and white, two and a half minute shorts that huh. were made in the silent era that are like. Wow, they did some cool shit back then, but it's also like kind of boring if you can't see what we're talking about. Right. So. And then when it comes to the silent movie, that's when you like get bored and you start adding your own. Yeah, yeah. Voice. You're like, okay, you're gonna be that guy. I'll be this guy. Here you are. Hey, 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 Did you hear about the Nosferatu fella? Oh, Nosferatu, huh? He's the weird guy up on the castle, right? Yeah, he's the guy that's like with the long nails and. Uh, oh, I just thought he had a skin thing. Maybe that is skin cancer. Oh, that poor guy. <laughs> and then that's the reason why he never leaves the castle. Yeah. Hey, he's weird like that. I don't know, but yeah. Do you have anything you want to plug, put out there, anything? Um, you can find me on Instagram at bugeye underscore wagon, and uh, you know, post a lot of car pictures. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah. That's where you can find me. Check it out. Watch the build. Watch the Subi come alive. Exactly. Um, for me, as always, uh, just follow us at the uh, retronomapod, uh, dot com. Um, that's kind of your one-stop shop to capture everything that we're a part of. And I think that'll take us out. Thanks for listening to us. I hope you guys enjoyed it. If you have any like future thoughts of what we could talk about or something that you want us to talk about, hit us up on the fan page on Facebook there. Um, other than that, that's gonna we're gonna call it. Thanks again and good night. Wow. <laughs>